The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Mike Murphy joins us with the Chamber of Commerce. He's the executive director. Uh, he has done other things, former state representative. Charlie Parker's restaurant, arguably. When you were a state rep mm-hmm. and people once in a while may criticize a vote or something, mm-hmm. did anybody ever tell you to go back? And oh, I, start- I, I, okay. I, had, I had this one gentleman every time I would take a vote and uh, he, he his post on Facebook would be, I can't wait till he's back flipping pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever meet him? Uh, no, I never did. I have no idea. I tried to figure out who he was, but I, I didn't know him. So. <laughs> Every boat you took, he didn't like. Yeah. Can't wait till he's back flipping, flipping the pancakes. pancakes. Yeah. Hey, walk me through. Uh, I mentioned this a couple of weeks or a couple of days ago. Uh, Mike Coffey went mm-hmm. and was not appointed, but certainly endorsed by the Sangamon County Democrats. You went through the, the same. Republicans. Or Republicans, excuse me. You went through the same thing. Um, then... Yeah. But that's. But then you also had to meet with a couple other county chairs. No, I didn't. I, my, mine was a little different. Okay, mine was just the endorsement to, uh, for the primary. I had to go through a primary and, and run. So mine was nothing official. What Mike went through the other day, it was part of the official process. There's state statute that dictates how it has to be handled. And since um, Representative uh, Butler, who was elected. The district he uh, Mike's going to be appointed to is in multiple counties. Every county has the same number of votes that they have in the uh, the primary. primary so, right. And so uh, Sangamon County controls 95%, that. 95%. Yeah. Probably. And so obviously after what happened last week, uh, Mike Coffey will be the state rep. But uh, they have to go through the formality of meeting with the other two uh, county chairmen. They didn't have to do that with me. Mine was just an endorsement, not an appointment. Sarah had not re- resigned. No, right? Sarah, Sarah did not right. resign at all. She just wasn't going to run right. again. She wasn't going to run again. Bingo. Uh, got yeah. it. I've forgotten that. I thought she had resigned, but she had not. No, she had not resigned. So my, I actually, my first day was the day we got inaugurated. Um, were you surprised about Tim Butler walking away from it? You know, I, I wasn't, but, you know, I... I had a little bit of advantage of that. Sure. You know, Tim and I are close friends. Right, knew that. We've been talking. You know, we I talked all the way through the process with him uh, when he was uh, uh, looking at uh, the Railroad Association. So I, I knew it, Sam. So I wasn't surprised. And, and Tim and I had talked the last couple of years. I knew this wasn't going to be a career for Tim. I knew Tim wasn't going to stay in there for forever. I, I personally, I, w- I wish he would have. I thought he would have been a great leader. For the uh, Republican Party in the House, are are other things, um, but you know Tim's got a great future. You know, I I I told him the other day. I got a little emotional when I told him. I said, you know, I'm not a historian like you are, but um, I can't imagine anyone ever being a better state representative than Tim Butler. And I say that sitting next to him for three years, I watched him. His knowledge of how the institution works, his knowledge of state government, his knowledge of his constituents. And, and, and also, you know, just his appreciation for the uh, the history of the state. You you do realize that, you know, his great-great-grandfather or something like that was part of the, the General Assembly. He was the first elected senator from some county down south. And so Tim has a, a rich understanding of the General Assembly. And in my opinion, no one did it better. Mike, one of the challenges, and both you and Tim did this, I believe, 
this was the only job you had. This yeah. was your full-time job. A lot of people run businesses. Some are a lot of members of General Assembly are attorneys, mm-hmm. things like that. Not for you and Tim Butler. It was 100% state representative. Right. You know, that that's the same for Avery Bourne as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Steve McClure just recently uh, started working at a law firm as well. But his first uh, his first two years, I know that he was full-time. You know, um and, but I, having said that, you know, we have some great members of the General Assembly. You know, Ryan Spain is a hospital administrator. You know, that's a pretty big-time job. Pretty you know, major uh, commitment, right? Uh, and so, and, and he's a great member. And so there, there's people who do it. We have, we have a State Farm Insurance agent, Jeff Kiker. Jeff, Jeff does, is a great state rep, and, and he also he maintains his insurance company. So they find ways to do it. It just came at a perfect time in my life where I didn't need to do anything else but be a state rep. And um, I, I loved it. I loved, you know, going out to the schools and meeting with the, the different administrators and students. Some of my favorite times was the, talking to the students. I will always remember when I got booed at New Berlin because uh, the sixth grade class asked me what my dog's name was. And I said I didn't have a dog. And they asked me what my cat's name was. And I didn't have a cat. And they booed me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I quickly told him, I said, well, right across the street, my, uh, my son's my neighbor, and we have pickles and Smokey and the Bandit. So, uh, you know, I had some. Saved uh, it. Yeah, they saved it, but just barely. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to assume you have talked with Mike Coffey. I'm sure he's reached out to you. And mm-hmm. um, what kind of general advice, without getting specifics here on the radio, what kind of general advice What would you uh, yeah, I had a great conversation with him. I texted him as soon as I learned. I was actually in Chicago uh, when all that went down. Uh, my wife and I went up there for a couple of days. My wife loves Michigan Avenue and around Christmas, so we went up and checked that out. But when I heard about it, I, I sent him a text, and uh, Mike gave me a call. We had a great conversation. You know, I was really excited to hear how excited he was. Uh, you know, he, he's he's doing it for the right reasons. He says he wants to make sure that uh, – Springfield and Salmon County and the surrounding areas can be the best they possibly can be. And, you know, with his experience, you know, he, he's gone through the wars in the trenches with running restaurants. I, I can relate to that. And so I'm comfortable that uh, he's in it for the right reasons and he's going to work hard. He's going to have to figure out time management. Oh, you know, I, I can't I can't tell him how to do that. He's going to have to figure that out. He's going to have to rely on people and he's going to hopefully he's been uh, grooming some people to, to take over for some times when he's going to be missing. It's a little tough. It's not an eight to five job, is it? No, you never know your schedule. First of all, uh, you know, uh, that would be one of the challenges I would think he's going to have you on. Know, you would think you might be getting out at two or four and all of a sudden it's six or eight or 10 o'clock or two o'clock in the morning or, you know, we even went one day till six in the morning. So, you know, you never know your schedule. They don't, they don't tell you that you don't take breaks. You don't, you just, you just show up and, uh, handle of whatever they throw in front of you. I'm willing to guess or willing to wager almost that a number of people, I don't know how big a number is, um, that people called and asked you about the job. They were thinking about mm-hmm. getting in, thinking about submitting their name or resume. What would mm-hmm. you tell those people? I had multiple people call me and, uh, you know, that was very humbling because, you know, why they wouldn't want to call me, you know, but I appreciated that. I told them all the same. If you want it, make sure you want it and go after it. Call everybody. Don't don't be concerned who else is going for it. They're all great people. I was so happy that my new position as president and CEO, by the way, I'm not executive director, but that's I'm sorry. okay. That's okay. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, one of the things I do not do is endorse. I, I told the board when I came on I would uh, not endorse anybody for uh, a race in, in politics. We don't have a pack at the chamber, and so we, we stayed neutral. 
So I was happy in this case because, you know, I had four, five, six friends in there that uh, would have been tough to make a choice. But uh, I, I'm I'm comfortable with Mike Coffey. I'm very excited about about him uh, representing us. And, and in my new position, I will be working with him. You know, Mike, though, I would guess, and I, but if you're thinking about it, you may not want to get in. I, yeah, I, I, he, I would think you better go full throttle and say, Mike, I'm going to run. I'm going to submit my name. What do I need to do? That's exactly what I told him. I said, don't hesitate. If you have any hesitations about it, right. you know, go find something else to do Bingo. because this job will eat you up because it is very time consuming. And, um, what, you know, there, I had some sleepless nights, you know, cause worrying about what we were doing, might want to make sure I was doing the right thing for my constituents. I mean, this is not something you just go at half-heartedly you you go at it full bore and uh, i'm comfortable mike's going to be able to do that how frustrating is it though for you and tim and and tim butler and other members the general assembly republicans knowing you really don't have a lot of clout in this thing that boy they can they the opposition other side of the aisle have veto proof majorities on both sides i would argue that you don't have any clout you do okay Uh, you you got to have a willingness to work with them and, and I said my job every day was to get the best deal possible. And I know this is radio, and I'm going to use a visual, so that's Go how smart it. I am. But <laughs> if, if a legislation starts over here and I'm way to the, to the left, you know, and I would love it to be way over here to the right, mm-hmm. my job was to get it moved towards more towards the center. And some days it was a quarter inch, and some days we moved it, you know, a couple feet. And that was my job, to get the best deal possible. And that would get you in trouble sometimes, you know. Uh, my exit er- interview was done by uh, my favorite one was it done by NPR and it started off that uh, Representative Murphy loved being called the rhino, which I did mm-hmm. because that meant I was doing something and was not, not being a purist uh, because you have to work with the other side and that and that will get criticism sometimes by your side. You know, I, I was co-sponsor of a couple bills that would surprise people. But the reason I was co-sponsor of those bills, I was able to get things in those bills that wouldn't be in there be- unless I participated. They would have been devastating for business. Yeah, they were still bad for business, but they weren't devastating. And that's how I, I looked at my job. And so I, I do think we had influence. But, but Mike, I've, I've heard leaders say, not you, leaders say there's no cooperation, that the Republicans are not involved in hearings, the so, day-to-day operation. In, in, in some of the big bills like this, the Safety Act is okay. just horrible. You know, we have a Representative Windhorse down from Southern Illinois, the former state's attorney. One of the brightest legal minds I've come across. This guy is good. He is good. And he was our lead spokesman on the Safety Act. They didn't even have him in negotiations. And shame on them. Because, you know, he, he's a sensible, he's a very sensible man. Uh, I mean, uh, you can tell I really kind of like this guy. I can tell yeah, uh, sure. But he is just really bright. Every time there was any legal question I had, you know, about a bill or whatever, I, you'd see me walk over to, he was in the front row to the right and I'd go over there and talk to Patrick and I'd say, Patrick, where do I need to be on this and why? And he had an answer every time. And it was great. And, and the fact that they didn't involve him was, was, you know, a mistake. How long is it going to take Republicans, whether you agree on where they're going to govern from, you cannot win in this state from the right. You have to be, whether you call them rhino, call them, once you're elected, you can do some things, but sooner or later, we're going to have to wake up. We cannot win. And Paulie said it before, and he's probably as conservative as there is in this room, that you just cannot win statewide or even some local races the way it's looking from the far right or even to the right at all. you got to be more to the middle, yeah. I would think. You know, 
I, I believe there's some conservative values that we'd never give up on. Right. We'd never give up on those. But there's some cases, and most of these are social issues. Social issues, we have to be more accepting. And there, there's some, if, if we won't, if we won't hi, uh, uh, endorse or support a candidate in the suburbs who, you know, is pro-choice, we're, we're kidding ourselves. You know, the, the numbers just aren't there. Exactly. And, and so, and, and there, you know, stuff like that, we need to be open to, you know, as far as fiscal conservative, you know, yeah, I was conser- conservative, but I understood we need to spend money. My problem was I wanted to make sure we were spending it wisely. You know, I was on appropriations for higher education and uh, Representative LaShawn Ford was the chairman of that committee. And after about a year, he figured out that I was there. I, w- I just wanted to hold the schools accountable to make sure that they were spending our money wisely, not not to cut their budgets. If, if, if their budgets deserve to be cut, but that wasn't my priority. My priority was going in there and making sure that the money we were given the 12 universities in the state of Illinois was being spent wisely. You a graduate of Eastern Illinois University? I'm not a graduate. I, I attended Eastern Illinois University. Majored in? in uh, majored in political science. Right. But my senior year, uh, I thought it would be smart to uh, open up a restaurant <laughs> and go to school. And I, I, that, that's when I learned uh, the restaurant business is full-time. So I, 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 it's going to be a challenge for my... But he, he's had many more years than what I did. So, no, my senior year, uh, 1979, I'm surprised you didn't know this, Sam. We opened Taco Tiempo where it's, oh always, my gosh, where yeah. it's always taco time. <laughs> uh, where, where, in, in Charleston? Yeah, in Charleston, right there. <laughs> By the way, we, this as far away from the campus as you can possibly go. <laughs> that's, that's a nice business decision. You know, we yeah. were close to the high school, but they had a closed campus. <laughs> but uh, state, state Senator Max Coffey was my business partner. We were 50-50 partners in Taco Tiempo. How long did you guys stay in business? Uh, a couple of years that- until he, he married a young lady who thought she was my partner, and we had a 50-50 buyout. So I offered to buy him out, and he bought me out. Oh. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, Max and I are, are friends still today, though, so everything's going fine. Um, I, I have no, in case you major in political science and you have a great read on people and situations, Donald Trump, good or bad for Republican party right now? Uh, I'm not a Trumper. I, I believe, you know, his policies, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm working with, uh, the U S chamber right now on immigration part of yep. policy. And the first thing is to secure the borders. We have to secure the borders, but then we have to, we have to look at, uh, um, you know, how to bring in some people legally and, and make sure that they're part of their workforce. You know, but, uh, you know, some of his policies I really agreed with. I think he's toxic to the party. That's my opinion, you know, and, and, um, but no one's, no one really, uh, you know, is concerned about my opinion. Oh, in regards I think to more him. and more people are, are but, signing uh, with you. I but, think. you know, it's not his, not his policy agenda I'm upset with. Nope. It's, it's him as a person. And some people say, well, you know, we don't need a good guy as president, and I would argue that. Could you work for him? No. Huh? No. So I think we've all agreed in this room no. more than once. Could no, not I, work for I, Donald I, Trump. I was, when I had Charlie Parker's, uh, he came in to do his uh, uh, rally at the BOS oh, Center. Oh, that's right. And I had Charlie Parker's, and, and we were busy that day, and all of a sudden the gentleman comes up to me and goes, hey, uh, we're from inside business, and we're just following uh, you know, candidate Trump around, and we know you guys are pretty full in here, and... Uh, would you mind if we asked some people some questions? And I started talking to him. I said, oh, man, happens all the time. You know, Senator Durbin comes in here. I said, I told him, I said, one of my favorite days, and it always will be. Remember when we had like five candidates running for mayor? Yes. That Sunday before the election, all five candidates Showed were up. in Charlie Parker's. Really? We weren't even in the city, Sam. <laughs> 
And so I, I told him that. And, uh, and she says, well, will you talk about uh, Trump? As, you know, are you a Republican? I said, yes, I am. He goes, will you support him? I said, no, I won't. I said, uh, my problem with him is he's nothing but a junior high bully. Every time somebody disagrees with him, he calls him fat, ugly, or makes fun of him. I said, that's not what we need in a candidate. We need somebody who, when you disagree with, you, you talk about why you disagree and talk about the, the subject and, and, and come to a solution. And, you know, he, to me, he was just a bully. And so that was my, probably the only time I would ever be quoted in, in a biz, inside business uh, was that I called him a junior high bully. Mike Murphy, CEO of the Greater Springfield Area Chamber. of you got a lot of events, but I've got to take a break. Okay. We're going to be back, I promise. Uh, don't uh, worry. Well, we should talk about some chamber things. Yeah, you know. Uh, be kind of nice. But, but yeah. no, no. That's why I called Because this is, this is politics. Springfield, as you know, it's a national pastime. People love to talk politics. I, now I, we've got a mayor's race and yeah. treasurer's race and everything else. I, Are you ever going to get back in the game? Never. Thank you. Okay. I'll get, <laughs> I'll get back to you in a minute. We've done this before, but I want to clarify so people understand the difference between the role or mission of the chamber as opposed to the role or mission of the Springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance. Sure. You know, Ryan McCready, who heads up the Growth Alliance, his job is to attract businesses and bring them to Springfield. My job, very simply, is I have 1,300 members, and I'm, I, I try to keep them happy. I try to enhance their, their business and, and work with the, the businesses who are currently here. And we have some a little crossover, but not a lot, you know, as far as if they want to expand and stuff like that. Ryan <coughs> might help them find a, a, a grant or whatever. But, you know, when somebody comes to Springfield, you know, he, he heads that up. However, I, I sit in a lot of those meetings sometimes. You know, I met with uh, – um, different people who come to town who might have a question or two, but that that's Ryan's job to attract business. My job is to keep the businesses we have here flourishing. How'd 2022 go do locally for businesses? Is it, it still was, the challenge it, it of finding good, work? Yeah, it was a good year. Unfortunately, it could, it could have been better if we would have had employees. Well, you know, I have one uh, manufacturer who uh, operated about 70% capacity. He had, he had 30, 30% more orders that he couldn't fill because he didn't have the workers. And it was a consumable product, so you can never get that back. It's not like, oh, well, maybe they will build it next year. What's, the, what's the big concern they they address with you, Mike, the various business owners? Is there one in particular that rings the bell? Yeah, the number one is workforce. Uh, it, it's across the board. I Very seldom, and I, I normally one of my first two or three questions when I'm talking to one of my members is, how's your, uh, how's your help situation? Sure. And I, I, I'm almost shocked when they say, oh, it's good. You know, I mean, oh. you know, it, it, most of the time they go, wow, man, I could really use, you know, five people, 10 people, 12 people. And so that's been the number one challenge in, in 2022, I would say, is just the workforce. I've always heard, and we'd all love to get new businesses in, whatever, and bring mm-hmm. more jobs and so on. But also the other part of that equation is we've got to address those that are here and make sure that they're not going anywhere. Yeah, I- exactly. You know, you know, I, I worry that, you know, we... A lot of businesses had a big uh, boost through COVID with some federal money. Sure. And they were able to use that for different things. Well, you know, that, that's gone. And so some of them, you know, are going to have to face 2023, you know, totally on their own with n- none of that leftover money. And so, you know, I, I worry about that. You know, and the other thing that I think that's going to be the what we're going to talk about, especially at the beginning of 2023, is inflation, the cost of oh, goods. Oh. Um, you know, that's just, you know, I, I, I'm 
I cringe when I go into Charlie Parker's. I, I haven't ordered anything with an egg at Charlie Parker's the last three weeks because I know how much he's paying for eggs, and I don't want to make him use any eggs on me. Mm. Because, I mean, the eggs, they're four times what they were when I was No there. doubt. Four we times. Went to store yesterday and talked about it, and then went to another store yesterday, and when, uh, it was five times. Uh, well, it was yeah. $2 more a dozen than we paid at the first store, and yeah. that was... Yeah. Near $3 and, a dozen. And, you know, Charlie Parker goes through an egg or two a day. Uh, just a few. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, that I can't imagine that. So I think that's going to be a discussion here at the beginning of the year. You know, the second thing that we talked about in 2022 was, uh, um, you know, the supply chain. You know, that was a challenge for a lot of people. A lot of people had uh, work that could have been done, but they couldn't get it, uh, the, the materials that they needed. But uh, 2023, I'm looking forward to. I think we're, we had it. We had some great things happen in 2022. We had our largest uh, leadership, Springfield, which is young, younger um, members uh, of the chamber. They, they go through a 14-week process uh, where we have different events for them each week. We had 43 uh, young people go through it this year. That's the biggest ever. We had our, our uh, shoes, brews, and business this year out at LRS Hangar, one of the largest events we've ever had in chamber history. 832 people wow. went through the LRS uh, Hangar that night. So, you know, we had some really good things happen. Uh, I'm excited about that. We we started a scholarship at UIS uh, in 2022. We're going to expand on that. I'm hoping to uh, have one for Lincoln Lennon and some, some other exciting things going on. What about events coming up? Any uh, particular we need to touch on? Well, you know, we, we were coming off the talking the politics. You know, we have a mayor's forum on January 25th. It's going to be at the Hoagland from 5 to right. 7. Bernie Schoenberg is going to be the moderator. That, right? I, brought, I brought him out of Good. retirement. Good. Uh, doing that with the Springfield Business Journal and the Illinois Times as well. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have our gala February 3rd. You know, that's a big event for us. Uh, you know, last year, I think we were close to 700 people at the event, six or 700 people. And, yeah, that, that was just coming off of COVID. I think we might have been one of the first live in-person events really? you know, after COVID because we had that last March. This year, it's going to be February 3rd at the Crown Plaza from 6 to 9. And a couple other things I'd like to talk about. We've, we've had business after hours for years. Well, I thought that that set a mixed message. We didn't, you know, are we really doing business? So we changed the name of that. It's called Chamber on Tap now. So there's no no doubt about what we're doing. We're just we're going to meet and have fun. Our first Chamber on Tap is going to be January 19th at High V from 4.30 to 6.30. And then our morning, that used to be Good Morning Springfield, we decided to go with Coffee and Conversations. That's going to be the first one of those is going to be February 7th at Pisa's. So you can come out and, and you know, buy some uh, chocolates right, right. before uh, Valentine's Day. That's going to be at Pisa's Gourmet from 7.30 to 8.45. And if I can talk about one more thing. Please, here. go right ahead. Um, one, of, one of the things I, I had down as a, a challenge for me to accomplish in 2022 was come up with a young professional uh, organization for the chamber. You know, unlike Greg and Paulie and you, you know, you guys are going to be around here for the next 40, 50 oh, years, yeah. you know, yeah, right. behind these microphones. <laughs> well, anyway, I wanted to make sure we have some transition going on in the business community in town. And I thought that we needed a young professional organization. So I talked to some uh, few young professionals and they came up with Rise is their group. And it's going to be for 20s and 30s or people who feel like they're in their 20s and 30s. So no really age limit, but it is for young professionals. Their first event is going to be at Home Plate bar and grill on february 8th i'm really excited about this i gave him i gave him a challenge to have a three-pronged mission a third of their mission should be on networking just going meeting people and enjoying them and build connections there because i know how important that is through in my business uh, career 
The number two thing is professional development and where I will help and bring people in to talk to them. And the number three thing is community service. And they, they put together a platform that I'm very proud of, and I can't wait to see the, these uh, young men and women take off. Thanks for coming in. Candid conversation. You never duck a question. Uh, you give us the opinions, and I really appreciate that. And uh, do miss the pancakes once in a while, but that's all right. Well, you like what you're doing. Sam. How many, remind me, what did you do before Charlie Parker's? Uh, before Charlie Parker's, I was uh, I operated uh, uh, Mellow Cream, the retail for Jeff Stoffer. Oh, you did? Yeah, O'Donuts, Inc. Yeah, I did that. Actually, I had a <laughs> kind of a funny story, I think. I had a three-year option to buy uh-huh. uh, from Jeff because their their real estate was very convoluted. Jeff had more partners than you can imagine. I, 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 different. I, he had he had eight partners in this location, yes. five in this. Yes. And so we couldn't work that out. And I was there for about six months, and I realized what I wanted to do with Mellow Cream, probably I didn't have the wherewithal to do it, so I called him up and said, I, I'm not going to buy it. And I said, you want me to leave? He said, no, because I haven't had to worry about it the last six months, so stay as long as you want. So I ran that for three years for him until I really wanted to – had an itch you know i haven't always been successful sam i had a failure and it really bothered me and i wanted to go out and prove that i could do something again and uh that's that's that was a lot of the drive behind charlie parker how many years did you have charlie parkers uh, eight years three months unbelievable great run thanks buddy hey sam Good anytime give me a call thanks mike murphy appreciate it uh ceo of the greater spring Valley chamber of commerce as mike murphy is you've been listening to the newhoff media podcast network for more visit newhoffmedia.com